Welcome to From the Paddock to the Stretch. I'm your host, Jade Cunningham. We're a podcast all about horse racing, here to inform, include, and inspire. Welcome to episode two of From the Paddock to the Stretch's podcast. I am so excited to bring on Veronica Gizek. I was able to sit down with her and hear a little bit more about her story of how she got on the racetrack, how she started working for Mark Cassie, how she started her blog page, all of those fun things. Unfortunately, our intro did get a little messed up, but as my old boss, Danny Pish, always told me, do not write things down in pen because they are liable to change. Always use a pencil. So we are going to jump right in, and I hope you guys enjoy Veronica's story as much as so I So you worked for Mark Cassie for a while. How did you get into that barn? Yeah, so... At the beginning of the season, I was working for a smaller trainer, and then I decided to leave that barn. And then I just saw a post, like, on one of the um, Facebook groups that a lot of people here at uh, Woodbine are part of that they kind of just throw up jobs and the trainers that are hiring and whatnot. So I saw a post on there, and I messaged them, and they said, yeah, just come talk to one of the assistants. So I went, talked to one of the assistants, um, Nancy, and she was like, yeah, like you're hired, like you can start like this. And then, so I started hot walking there. And um, I also did a little bit of swing grooming. That is hard. I did swing grooming for Danny Pish for a while and we do not give grooms enough credit because they are there, I mean, as much or more than the trainers. And they're there just all the time, taking care of the horses, cleaning the stalls, making sure they don't have scratches on them. It's, I think that's the most challenging job I've ever had. And I didn't last, honestly. I was like, y'all, I can't do this. It's a lot of work. It is. And, and even like hot walking, people are like, oh, hot walking is like the easiest job you can get at the track. It's not easy because even though like you may be there sometimes like less hours, like race days especially working for like a big trainer like mark um some days we would have like 12 horses in and you could be down for walking like five of them yeah so you don't have time to like go home no No. you're gonna be there all day yes definitely on, on your feet like doing stuff like it's not easy no it's not i mean that's where i feel like most people start it's like as a hot walker but it's not easy. And uh, like you said, I started just working in the mornings as a hot walker because I was like really young. But once I got older and started seeing that like most people have to come back in the afternoons and help with races and stuff, like it's it's a lot. So last um, Breeders' Cup 2020, I actually was the person who cooled out War of Will because Mark Cassie had let me, that's a whole dramatic story of my life I won't tell right now, but Mark Cassie had let me come into the barn and help pull out horses for the day. So you worked with him, didn't you, War of Will? Yeah, I got to work with him briefly. He came to Woodbine for the Woodbine Mile in September, and that was really cool. Um, that's probably like the biggest horse that I've um, worked with. I remember him getting off the van like that morning and um him getting like put into the stall and like I'm pretty sure I just stood there and like stared at him <laughs> like <laughs> for like 10 minutes and one of the assistants was like Veronica like leave him alone he just got <laughs> off the van like he had a long trip and I just like stood there like staring at him like in awe like oh my god this is so cool because if um like if 
the listeners don't know, like he won the Preakness in 2019. And then he came back to win on turf um, at Keeneland, which was awesome. Uh, in 2019, I had taken Deviant to the Breeders' Cup, and we were in the barn with uh, Mark Cassie. And Shane had asked me to hold him for a bath. And I'm, I was so stupid at the time. I had taken a year off the track, so I didn't know any horses. And I'm holding this horse, and I'm reading his halter, and I'm like, War of Will. War of Will. Why do I know this name? And all of a sudden, Shane looks at me, and he's like, do you know who you're holding? And I was like, War of Will, because <laughs> I had read his halter. <laughs> and he's like, do you know what he's done? And finally I put it all together and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm holding War of Will. And then I never tweeted, but I put out a tweet that I was like, I just held War of Will for a bath. So who else um, did you get to work with in Mark Cassie's barn? Because that's, I mean, Mark Cassie's a big trainer. For those who don't know, obviously he's ran in Preakness Derbies, all those things. Um, so yeah, for horses wise, um, my favorite in the barn was a horse called Skywire. He's by a fleet Alex. Um, he won two stake races with us this summer, placed in a couple others. Um, super sensational. She broke her maiden this year at Woodbine and then went on to win the glorious song stakes at Woodbine. And now she's in the States. She ran at fairgrounds in the silver bullet day stakes and she came second. She just ran again recently and she didn't have that great of a trip. But as far as I know, she's still pointing towards the Oaks depending oh, wow. on how she does. So that's super exciting. She's um, one of my favorites. I worked with Gretzky the Great. Um, he won the summer stakes here at Woodbine and went to the Breeders' Cup. Didn't do as well as we hoped, obviously, but he's a super cool horse. Um, Lady Grace, another one of my favorites. March to the Arch, he's a great horse. Um, there's so many like we would be on here for a very long right. time sat here and listed all the great horses did I you have any like huge uh, fan other than war of will coming off the trailer did you have any like uh, wins that just really stick out to you or I mean I'm sure a lot of them but is there any just like complete fangirl moment where you're like wow I can't even believe I'm a part of this um probably it was Skywire just because he is like my absolute favorite in the barn when he won um these I literally cried after because I was so I was so happy that he won because the stake he ran in previous um he didn't run that well so I was so happy that he won again and yeah I just bawled my eyes out I love that I love that these horses man they will win your heart and break your heart all at the same time so much that's why when you were talking I'm sure it's really hard to watch them come to Woodbine and then they they leave you because you don't get to go with them right now I'm sure that's really hard yeah it sucks like the um because we sent quite a few from Woodbine to the Breeders Cup like right. that's Gretzky- yeah a lot of the names you said I recognize yeah. from this year's Breeders or last year's Breeders Cup Gretzky the Great obviously um Dirty Dangle um, March to the Arch. We sent um, Dolder Grand as well. He didn't run in the Breeders' Cup, but he ran another stake race. He was sent at the same time. Um, I think I'm missing someone else, but um, it's just weird to have them all with you, and then they get sent, and then it sucks because some of them are your favorites or whatever, and you can't go with them. Like usually, you might get the chance to go, right? But because right. COVID, sometimes like they'll come back, but at that time, like 
Breeders' Cup is what, November? So, and Woodbine is done for the season in November, or sorry, December. So those horses obviously aren't going to get sent back for that short amount of time to just get sent back to the States again. What do you do in your downtime when Woodbine's not running? Um, I still work. So right now I'm working with show horses. Oh, that's cool. Farm, yeah, hunter jumpers. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's fun. Do have you, do you jump at all or do you? Yeah, just I, I, I don't show, but I do um, jump a bit and ride when I can. I have a couple of my own off the track thoroughbreds. So that's what I like to do in my spare time. <laughs> Are your parents on the racetrack? Nope. Uh, no one in my family is from the racetrack. When I got involved in racing was because almost four years back now, my mom um, took me to the racetrack for the first time. And then the next day I had gotten a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the backside, like it happened really quickly because my, my stepdad at the time was friends with a trainer and he offered to take me and show me around type thing. So I went and then I liked it. And then I got a job with him on weekends because I was still in school at the time. I think that's awesome though, because sometimes we act like it's, almost impossible to get on the racetrack but reality is uh I mean it's difficult but if you'll just reach out to people like somebody is going to be willing to help you so I think that's awesome that's a fun story that you have that literally the next day you had a job on the backside. so yeah yeah it's really not as hard as people like make it out to be yeah like, I think it's just intimidating because it's it's a lot and it's big time and there's big horses <laughs> but I think, yeah, I agree with what you said for sure. How does your family feel about you wanting to be on the racetrack? Cause I know it can be a little bit of a gypsy lifestyle with moving around and everything with the short race meets. Um, they don't really like care per se. Like as long as I kind of have a job and I'm working, <laughs> sometimes they're like, oh my God, like you're going somewhere again. <laughs> like you're moving again. Like, cause I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just phone and be like, oh, well, there's a really big race this weekend. Like when I could travel, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Like I'm driving about it. Like 10 hour drive. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> got my passport. Got my energy drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, all the red. But what is your energy drink of choice? Uh, white monsters. White monsters. Okay. I'm not a monster person. Red Bulls, all the Red Bulls and all the coffee. That's my jam. But not really. Never really got into the monsters. They're kind of disgusting. <laughs> Who has inspired you in racing? Is there a bloodstock agent, a jockey, a trainer, an owner, anyone that has really inspired you and been like the backbone of you getting to where you are? Oh, this is hard. This is so hard, huh? No one's asked me this before. Um, damn you. Um, um, well, I'd say a couple trainers that have inspired me are obviously Mark, right? Obviously, knowing his major success within the industry, um, Chad Brown, when I got to interview him, that was really great. He gave me a lot of great advice. He's one of my favorite trainers. Um, a couple of my friends are jockeys, so they've inspired me. Um, um, a lot of just like my other friends that have worked in the racing industry that I've seen go on and do like big things within racing, they've had a big impact, on, big impact on me, but it's kind of just been like myself, like figuring it out. And you, yeah, 
you've had people come alongside you like Mark Cassie to help you. And, you know, I think that we, especially in the racetrack industry, we don't realize how much it helps to have the friends that are jockeys and photographers and all those things that are constantly like pushing us to be like, you should gallop or you should come out to the track or whatever. So definitely yeah. I think that's a big deal. Really. And then you learned how to gallop for a little while, didn't you? Um, I've been learning like on and off, like on like retired, like x-ray oh, to get like, um, obviously, you know, cause there's so much you have to learn before you can just get thrown on like an actual racehorse. My stepdad literally threw me on. And so I ended up hitting an outside fence. So I don't suggest it. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm grateful that I've been able to learn from like good people and hope hopefully next year, like, I don't know if I'll end up galloping. Like it's also like, I don't know, I need to pick a job. Like, if, you know, I want to possibly like get injured or like, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to decide because yeah. even, even I found learning like on the retired x racehorses, I've fallen off like multiple times and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm too old. <laughs> It was like, oh, like actual ones will be going a lot faster and this is going to hurt a lot more. <laughs> yes. I uh, fell off of a work. Uh, that was my last like big one. And it, it threw me for a loop. Honestly, like I've come off a couple times, but that one made me be like, do I actually want to do this? And so I really had to like sit down yeah. and think yeah. about that. Yeah. Like, what is it for you that keeps you going, you know, getting up at 5am? Um, well, since this past summer I worked for Mark, I was actually, a lot earlier because I also mm -hmm. took care of the pony so I was getting up around 3 30 to be at work for four because <laughs> our pony was white oh so yeah no he, no no drove <laughs> down every morning because he would always be like head to toe like covered like just covered in shit because he, he loved to sleep in it so um but for me to get up every day it's really just seeing the horses like I don't know they just make me happy I like spending time with them so to find like a job that is actually like worth getting up for in the morning something you actually enjoy that was a big like game changer for me and you came over to what tracks have you been to in the U.S. so my first track that I went to in the states was actually um, Thistle Downs in Ohio that was the first track that I went to because a previous trainer I worked for, Denise McClockery, we had a horse um, named Candy Crusham who we had entered down there because we thought he would do way better on the dirt. And turns out he did. We went down and we won, which was awesome because it was like with traffic and stuff, it turned into like an eight hour drive there type deal. So it was worth it to go down and win. Yeah. Um, but then a couple weeks, no, it wasn't even a couple weeks. A week after that, I went to Saratoga for the 2019 Travers. That was, um, 2019 was really my first year I got really into racing. Like 2018 was kind of like my introduction. I was just on weekends type thing. So I was still in school. So like I said, 2019 um, was my big introduction and I went to the Travers with one of my friends who knew nothing about horse racing. Okay. I didn't, I didn't really know too much still about horse racing then. And I was just like, like I heard about the Travers and I was like, oh, well, I want to go. Like, so I was just like, let's go. And then we drove five hours to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cool. I love that. What was the difference between like going to like Thistle and then showing up at the Travers? Well, like, like I said, like 
that was my first like big year being introduced to racing. So like, I really didn't know about any of the different racetracks. Mostly I knew about like Saratoga because I'd read about it and stuff and knew its background and its history. And I knew it was a very big and popular track. And um, I knew Thistle was really yeah. simple. But I really enjoyed um, Thistle because people were so nice because it's such like a tight, like knit track. And then going to Saratoga for like the Travers, I was like so overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God. I was like, there's so many people. Like, it's so hot. You can't move. Like your shoulder to shoulder with people. And like, I forget that weekend. Like it was like brutal. Like we were so unprepared. Like I knew nothing, like what to bring kind of thing. It was sort of last minute. Like I didn't know you could bring in coolers. Like I didn't know any of that <laughs> stuff. I brought nothing. Didn't wear sunscreen. Was oh, no. like a lobster because, you know, I wanted to go first thing in the morning. So was there like for like over 10 hours. Like it was quite the time, but we had a lot of fun and I'm glad yeah. I went. Yeah. I have never been to Saratoga, so I can't imagine going on Travers Day. That would be uh, a little terrifying. So, yeah. um, so is that also why you have a connection? Like you feel connected to Catholic boy. I know you went and saw him at the farm he's standing at. So he went 2018. Um, I just, I knew about Catholic boy obviously from the 2018 Travers and then um I followed him a little bit and then he was one of the horses that yeah I was able to get up close and personal with at um Claiborne Farm and I don't know I've just always really been a fan of his and he's he was really sweet like for a stud you know you don't expect him to be like that sweet and nice like he wasn't trying to bite or anything he literally just wanted you to pet him and give him candy I love that me too <laughs> so sweet have you noticed a difference between like, so like I said, I haven't been to Woodbine. Is there a big difference in racing from like Canadian racing to the United States racing? Um, I wouldn't really say there's like a huge difference besides the fact that obviously racing in America is way bigger. Right. It's way bigger. Um, Woodbine, especially like this year, not being able to have fans really took like a hard hit. Um, but usually when there's a lot of fans, there is quite a lot of fans there, but it's still not like it used to be like the grandstand always used to be full like years back. And it's like, not the same now that it was. Yeah. Is there a racetrack? Like what racetrack do you look forward to going to in the United States? Um, well, after I, we keep saying after COVID's going to end, but it's probably never going to end. Like. So I guess we can just say once maybe like travel restrictions like yeah. are a bit more lenient and we can all get the vaccine type thing. Um, I would really like to go back to Saratoga, obviously, but um, another track that I haven't been to that I'd like to go to is um, Churchill and Del Mar. Those are on my list. Del Mar is on my list. I have not been there, but if you come to Churchill, you can stay with me because we will be there. That's one of our main places we go. So <laughs> you're welcome to come on over. We'll put you to work in the barn. We always need more hot walker. <laughs> awesome. Be a part of it for sure. And then you, uh, what got you into writing? So that's, I, I love when people write. I love that people just randomly get passionate about it. I always say that I think I can tell people stories better than they can tell them. And that is why I like writing. But what was it for you? Um, so in high school, like I hated high school. I've always hated school. But the one thing I enjoyed was writing. So English, 
that was really the only subject like I found that I excelled in and my teachers always told me like you know you're like a really good writer like I got very high marks so they always kind of pushed like you know write do something along those lines and it was funny because like I always joked back then I was like well you know like if all else fails like none of my career paths that I want to do like they don't work out I'm just going to be an English teacher because <laughs> that's the only good thing like or the only thing that I'm good at <laughs> that's enough but, but um, I, hey whatever works you know and it has served you well because now you started gate to wire which is I love it and you've had some really awesome people on there too who was your favorite that you've like interviewed so far um probably Chad Brown yeah yeah that, that came out too so if you guys haven't read it yet you need to go to gate to wire um is that your actual your website is just gate to wire.com because I follow you through social media and yeah yeah the so the website is gate because you know Canadian uh right. American <laughs> but, um yeah so it's just gate to wire.ca and all of our all of my blog posts are up there and they're also all on my social medias and if you go to the website down at the bottom all the social medias are linked so you can also check on there and we throw them all up on social media as well and then you work with katie right she provides you pictures is that correct yeah so katie was someone who recently just joined um i actually met her through nexus so we've known each other for about a year now i messaged her i think about just over a month ago asking like hey you know would you um want to help me out um we had like well we have a lot of ideas but a lot of it kind of pertains around you know the bordering opening up right because I'm in Canada she's in the U.S. and Kentucky and we have a lot of great ideas for stuff we can do together like interview interviews and stuff in person but we obviously need to be together and right now it's really hard to do anything because of COVID. COVID that'll be really cool though I love that and she's really sweet and so that's awesome yeah. y'all you know that you reached out to her and I think that that's something that we can or that I hope that gate to wire and then also from the paddock to the stretch lets the youth know that it's it's scary and daunting when you're stepping into the racehorse world but it's not impossible like just reach out to people because most most of our people are really nice and they want you know you to be involved because that's what makes the sport so great is the fans and people wanting to grow and understand it more. So I love that y'all are doing that. And then that's kind of what Nexus does too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Nexus is really great. It's for, um, it's the only club in North America that promotes youth involvement and ownership in horse racing. And um, I've been part of it for just over a year now. That's actually what led me to Kentucky last winter because we were doing a farm tour at Windstar. Oh, wow. So I was like, well, I want to go like the same type of thing. Like I've never went. So I brought yet again, one of my other friends that knew nothing about horse racing. Cause I didn't want to drive alone. Like I was driving. It's like from where I am, it's like an 11 hour drive. Oh geez. Yeah. So I brought my friend, um, and I went to the tour, met some of Nexus's members. And then when I was there, I did a whole bunch of other farm tours as well. But, um, Nexus is really good for that. Like they organize like stuff like farm tours. Like they do some calls with um, some of racing's like biggest people. You can ask them questions. Wow. Um, then all the horses we have with trainers like around the States, it's really great. Um, obviously COVID 
yet again puts a damper on things because usually they would nexus would be organizing like events to go to the track like see our horses run type things or go to barn tours like meet our trainers type things but we can't do that until you know restrictions are better yeah well hopefully this year we will start seeing that because i definitely miss the barn tours like oakland hasn't had any yet that i've seen at least so i'm really hoping that all of that settles down so people can you know get back into the sport that we all love so much so what is i know you said you're like i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to do job wise is there something that has like drawn your attention in the industry there's so many different jobs and so many different things you can do is there anything that has stood out to you um there's been like quite a few things um like i said it's hard also living in canada because racing's not as big here um i'm really interested in like bloodstock um like stallion manager like that type of stuff breeding that really interests me and obviously writing but i feel like for all those things um i would need to be like in the states so hopefully somewhere down the line um i could get a job in the states but it's just hard obviously because you need a visa you need someone to sponsor you like all that type of stuff yeah that is a lot well i am sure that you will make it over here uh hopefully COVID will chill out but it sounds like you know you definitely have your foot in the door and uh, you'll continue to find people to help you so that's super exciting and i'm excited to see where everything takes you because you seem very ambitious i love that i like the go-getter type <laughs> yeah. not sitting around all right veronica well thank you for coming on i really appreciate it thank you